Now is the time to be alive if you are of questionable moral standing and don't want to climb the pre-existing hierarchy ladders. I seriously cannot think of a single time in human history when there was more relative profit to be made in thievery and smuggling than today. Well, ten years ago was the peak, of course, but the whole industry is still thriving and the lazy and slightly gutsy can make enough in scrap to pay for their entire life's expenses in a fraction of a month if they play it right. Stocks? Ha. Just raid Ember Terastia like a proper scandal. Ember Terastia, Ember Terastia, the be-all, end-all of space battles. The kind that you dream of when you see movies. Wouldn't it be so glorious to take part in one? Unlike the greasy, gritty feel of ground combat, war in space is flashy, beautiful, and is all the good things war on the ground isn't. And the bad things, too. Ember Terastia is proof of that, and is referenced in bills constantly for a reason. The thermodynamics had been figured out centuries ago. The principle is fairly simple. Accelerating a projectile or detonating a nuclear warhead is an easy, less messy thing in space, where there is no dedicated medium for the resultant heat to flow into, besides the vessel the weapon impacted. Boom, crash, the end. But accelerate one standard torpedo to, say, 0.1% the speed of light, then let the trajectory systems in your own ship explode so the projectile comes careening down into the atmosphere of the planet below. The resultant detonation is spectacular, to say the least. A giant blossom of fire from even the most measly bullet, superheating the upper atmosphere. Do that a couple more times and the fluctuations in air temperature create massive storms, strong enough to demolish standard buildings. Do it millions of times and the resultant climate catastrophe is strong enough to level all but the most reinforced bunkers. 18 million people perished that day, almost all planet-side. Charges were never pressed against Admiral Ime for the obvious reasons, though he was later removed from his post. Though he had blundered into allowing the battle to happen so close to the planet, once it was engaged, it was be-all and all. Such is as it was always with her forces. Were he to disengage, the planet would have suffered much the same fate as it did in reality. Too much fuel was synthesized there for the dead forces to not take it. It simply was as had to be. The difference between Terastia and the other worlds that perished in the conflict is that the environmental damage inflicted was irreversible. Not by terraforming project, not by scrap gathering. Much of the oxygen in the air had simply caught on fire, and the industries were ruined. There was nothing left to do with the world from the government's perspective besides set it aside as a memorial to the war. Not one that anyone would go visit, mind. The cities demolished, the forest shredded to pieces, the ground a cracked, brittle hellscape. No one in their right mind would dare set foot on the planet unless they were one of the few people who actually had relatives on Terastia. These people were to be granted visitation privileges per standard policy. Five days maximum. Enough time to make a decent haul collecting scrap for sale on the side market but not enough time to make it big. And here's the cinch. Terastia had negotiated a deal with the old empire that ensured that only their local government had access to the planet's census records and genealogy trees. The question why they're here is relatively unimportant. 
mostly having to do with a feud the planet's governor, Amir Tosh, had with one of the more obscure members of the Security Council. But suffice it to say, this detail was not considered when the laws regarding Terrestia were drafted. So now there's entire gangs of scrappers who have established roving habitats on the edge of the system, sending their people in cycles to the planet's surface for visitation. As the guards of the planetary memorial can't certify that the scrappers have illegitimate reasons to come mourn, they let anyone through. Five days of scrapping per cycle per person. And there's lots of juicy components on the gun, too. And there's lots of juicy components down on the planet, too. Fuel cells, fully functional las guns, that they must be taken apart prior to leaving. Buckets and buckets of gold. And it's all legal because it's memorabilia. Everyone knows that Ember Terrastia is a scam for lowlifes. Five days of work a month is a pretty good deal. And even though the scrapper bosses take a big cut of the chunk, they leave their mercenaries with well more than enough to be considered rich on any planet other than Centauri. Ember Terrastia, Ember Terrastia. More symbolic of our times than anywhere else. Feasting on one another's misery, for little other purpose than to make the bank account bigger. I'm usually no fan of Serenum, but I hope the Galactic Council get it together and just hands over scrapping rights to the corporation so that this facade can just end. There are so few occasions where I've seen the law disable itself so thoroughly. So few.